1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield talking to you from the Nebraska Farm Bureau's annual convention in Kearney. And if I would have done my timing right, I could have just drove over to the office of Eric Kruger, who joins us with Smart Yield, based right here in Kearney. We look at this markets and obviously the, the talk of the, over the weekend with the G20 Summit, the not talk that seemed to be in this secretive dinner that took place, definitely had some effects in the markets starting with the overnight trade.
0: Yeah, you know, we had the gap open up on the overnight trades and then slowly, you know, we traded strong through through most of the night session and by this by this morning at uh, started the weekend up and then really throughout the day over in the bean market. Um, really just got weaker throughout the session. Corn kinda held its ground, but you know, three to four off its highs. So um, kind of an interesting trade day after such an explosive overnight.
1: Well you talk about that trade and and for you kinda and, and everybody in general. A lot of surprise that numbers maybe weren't as higher as they could have been during today's day trade.
0: Yeah, and I think what we ran into, too, is a, a lot of selling. There's, and hopefully there was a lot of orders there. Hopefully some you know farmers that have stored grain took advantage, especially in the bean markets. Um, corn's getting probably close to some targets, too, as well on some deferred contracts. But, you know, really uh, nothing's changed. you got to look at the big picture and go, okay, um, it's positive news, but have we seen any purchases? No. Um, has anything uh, been signed? No, as far as an agreement. So really what it does is say, hey, 90 days from now there's still this looming, A looming chance that nothing gets done. And and until that, I think the market's going to react. I think if we see uh, purchases, the market's moving up. And if we don't, I think we're going to continue to grind.
1: You know, even our president has been kind of tight-lipped about it. He did do a quick little blurb while he was on Air Force One, but he has not said much about this meeting. Almost wonder if there's some sort of gentleman's agreement between him and the Chinese president.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing that we that we've really been able to see is that they they do keep it keep it they are keeping it close, and I think uh, I think that's a good thing. I don't think we want leaks. I don't think we want um, uh, outside forces. Hopefully, you know, not not change any of the discussion because of a news leak or something like that. So I think um, sometimes the less we know, the better. But the market is it's shown that it's going to react um, and, and positively, of course, on good news.
1: You did talk, Eric, about those those numbers of orders that came in probably through that over overnight trade the reason why we saw that little bump is now a good time for these producers who may be in sitting on this to look at getting some orders put in place
0: yeah, I think so. I think that's one of the things we got to look at and go, okay, um, if you're storing grain, um, if we've rolled and you've stored grain, I think whether it's in your band or at the elevator, we need to look at this and go, hey, last night can happen and it can happen on any given night with one announcement. So, you know, whether it's whether it's beans and it's 20, 30 cents above this, that works for you. Get orders in. Or if it's corn, if you're looking somewhere, you know, in that three ninety to $4 area, get your orders in because if something, some announcement happens or a big purchase is made, um, it could happen on the overnight. And by the morning it might might be gone. So be proactive with that.
1: And it's amazing how fast a tweet or any sort of social media reaction can affect the way those numbers trade in the overnight.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing to see just just the news flow and half it travels.
1: Looking at the go back to this corn market, ethanol margins have remained on the poorer side. I saw gasoline close to that two dollar mark. There's talk we might see gasoline below two dollars by Christmas time. Ethanol margins though, with the poor is going on. how is this all going to come together?
0: yeah I think that's 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 the big question um it's it's not good to see uh when margins start slipping a little bit here so um it, I think we'll grind cheaper here um I don't think that's going to help ethanol but um you know we'll see what happens I think corn has a different little different tone to it though in that um it, it might be able to, to hold on to some of these gains because the fundamental picture is so different we look over at beans and we look at you know probably one of the most bearish uh, world ending stock stock to use scenarios that we've that we've seen even if china comes back in the world numbers are just huge and on corn on the other side of that um that's a little more positive you know i think uh i think if we can get some good exports coming in we could really uh, see that market continue to grind higher
1: and south america is having some really good progress when it comes to, to weather and crop production this year
0: They are. And, you know, that's the the other thing on beans. You got to look and step back and go, we're probably six weeks or so from um, early harvest starting on on South American beans in Brazil. So some of those early beans are going to start coming out and coming to the market. So, you know, it'd be really nice to see to see some of these exports happen to China with this agreement.
1: Well, we know that Argentina has continued to be in that number one spot for bean purchases from the U.S., filtering them, I'm sure, through the pipeline into China
0: yeah they, they've continued to buy strong and you know we're just still so far behind on our exports but that's to be expected with when, when your biggest buyer is out of the ball game for a while but um you know hopefully we can continue like i said if we can if we can get them to come through on the agreement come through on the announcement that they're going to buy beans hopefully it gives us an opportunity to get some sales made and, and don't forget to look towards next year you know we had next year's beans as high as 960 today so you know look forward take advantage of those opportunities
1: what about for this wheat market i mean we're charts remain pretty much in some good numbers in the short term
0: yeah i think you know we kind of turned that chart last week we had that big sell-off in the 480s and now boom back above five bucks pretty solid um announcement today that it looks like we could see some australian production cut again looks like they might have less exports again this year so i think there's there's some positive news there as well um you know if, the, the big thing is though is if we can get these markets to start trending in the right direction which they have here um i, I think we could grind higher
1: Anything that you're seeing um, that we really need in the the short term to keep an eye on? I mean, I know we've got the the G20 and all that information filtering in, but is there anything else in the background for these grain producers?
0: Um, yeah, I just think you, you need to be forward looking. I think you need to pick sales targets and get them in place and, and be forward out, out to next year. You know, next December is over $4. Uh, got to 4 dollars on the overnight. And I think if, if we do see a move, if we do see a 15, 20 cent move on corn up, I think guys need to take advantage of that and, uh, you know, that it works across all grain markets.
1: Well, stick around, folks. We do have more coming up here on the Fontenelle Final Bell as we work over towards the uh, livestock side of it. Going to get uh, interesting perspective is how this is all affecting the hog market has happened, as we know. They saw some sharp losses that went through their trade as well. Well, stick around. We are being joined today by Eric Kruger. Eric is with Smart Yield. You are listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell from the Nebraska Farm Bureau's annual convention right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, being joined today by Eric Kruger. Eric is with Smart Yield based out of Kearney, Nebraska. We, of course, talked about the G20 Summit over the weekend, the discussions that happened with China. We know that hogs has been one commodity on the livestock side that's definitely seen the biggest effect from all of this discussion. And today it wasn't that pretty of a picture. What happened? We saw some triple-digit losses quickly happen in this hog complex.
0: Yeah, you know, we, we pushed up strong and we were strong as you would expect uh, with this positive news out of China. And then by the end of the session, you look up and where you would think the positivity should be in those deferred months, May and June, all of a sudden they're lower. May May in triple digits down, June uh, down pretty strong too. But I think breaks are going to be supported here. When you step back, they're still having issues with this African swine fever outbreaks. So we don't know how big that is because because they haven't announced it yet but we do know that it's going to shift demand to the U.S. and if any deal that gets in place that's only going to help so uh, I think I think you'll see the market supported here it is we did see a nice leg up here got you know June hogs all the way out next year above the 86 level recently so uh, I think if we sell off a little bit it's going to be supported.
1: Got to keep that in mind look at the, the bigger picture sometimes than what's happening right next door.
0: Yeah, I, I think you have to, and I think uh, I, I think it just this deal um, just confirms ideas that China is going to need to buy pork uh, to build up supply, just because they're going to have a lot of disease loss.
1: So, are we going to have the ability to meet that demand?
0: I think so. I think I think the world does, um, and I hope you know a lot of that continues to come from the U.S.
1: Feeder cattle saw some moderate pressure develop on the trade. Um, what are we seeing going on there for a Monday?
0: Yeah, that that was interesting too to see cattle. You know, with with some of the some of the concerns. You know, if you look on that cattle market and go, wow, you know, we had really tough weather across the plains, and it looks like that's going to probably be be tough on weights and and tough to hold weights. But uh, we we saw sell offs here, and I, I think. Like I said, I think just like hogs, I think these breaks will be supported. Um, you know, hopefully these March feeders can hold this 140 area, uh, February, and April live cattle, in these low 120s. Hopefully, we can get a push back up in the mid 120s. And if we do, I think guys need to really be, be active in, in protecting those prices.
1: Live cattle features, their move from light to moderate gains in the trade. Are they looking at the hog features, seeing what's been happening with them? Is that having any effect on their trade today?
0: Maybe a little bit. And I think, you know, feeder's breaking hard, probably had a little, little draw on that as well. But, you know, we, we're holding support numbers, and, and that trade still looks to be in pretty good shape. I think into the into the spring, there should be some, some positive numbers there. So I think we could see April come back up uh, and definitely see them trade back up in, the, in that mid-120 area. Hopefully, you know, that, that a lot can change, but I think the weather's going to help, and I think demand's there as well.
1: And no surprise, Monday, it's a quiet cash day, as stuff really is, and, and as of history the last couple of weeks doesn't take place till Thursday, Friday.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. And, you know, we saw at the end of last week, really, you know, we don't know numbers, but really some positive trade up in that 118, 118 and a half area. So I thought, thought the market might be a little more supported today. And it was for a while. We were up for a little bit and just some light losses. So hopefully we'll see that turnaround this week.
1: Lauren, the first trading day of December, which is hard to believe, the downhill slide to the holidays. What can we expect as producers when we need to be looking at the marketing, especially with everything that's going on globally at this point?
0: Yeah, you know, on the livestock side, it's usually a grind. You know, we, we kind of chop around here usually through the holidays, just because there, there's so many on and off days and demand-driven. It's just it's usually a pretty good chop. We need to be prepared though um, for announcements like this for big export numbers that could happen on the grain side, and if they do, uh, just be, be ready to take advantage and you know start for looking forward. It's hard it's hard to just put harvest behind us and and look towards next year, but we really need to. There's there's some good opportunities hopefully ahead, and we need to be ready for them
1: especially with some that still aren't done with harvest
0: yeah that's that's the other thing is you know that's that's hopefully a little supportive too but uh you know hopefully this weather can shape up and guys can, can finish up
1: anything else that you want them to kind of think about as we head into the tuesday part of the trade
0: yeah, I think you know. Looking forward, uh, don't get confused. We are going to trade grain livestock markets on on Wednesday. A lot of uh, government agency stuff, a lot of equities will be shut down, but we are going to trade, and we we might hear an un- announcement soon. Hopefully, either out of China or out of or out of the U.S. Hopefully, on a trade situation.
1: Do you think that's going to be held off though until we get past the national day of mourning, like the president initially so. said?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, hopefully we get past that and the, the, everybody's ready for it. You know, I think you just got to be ready uh, one way or another. If you've got grain in the bins, you're not willing to sell. I think you need to have it protected. And if not, uh, look to make some sales.
1: And you did talk about that because there has been a lot of confusion about the Wednesday trade, but the the grain and the livestock. We got a quick email while we were talking from somebody who works with the CME group and said that, yes, it's only the equity and interest rate markets that will be impacted. So you have to keep that in mind as you're looking at your trading practices Tuesday into Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting. It'll probably be a light trade. So, you know, there could be there's usually a little more volatility on light trade. So just keep that in mind and uh, be prepared for it.
1: All right. What is the best way for folks to reach both uh, you and Troy, Eric?
0: They can call us at 308-234-6805 or you can go to mysmartyield.com.
1: Thanks so much, Eric. Eric Kruger joining us today. It is the Fontenelle final bell for you on this Monday, the first, believe it or not, trading day of the month of December. We will have this podcast coming up after 3 o'clock for your listening. Enjoyment. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.